can't deliver pizza and I'd been having a really busy night, non-stop back and forth without any time to even pause or take a leak. It's been so busy that I wasn't really thinking about taking bathroom breaks, but we're also going through a bit of a heat wave in our area, so I've been drinking copious amounts of water. All of a sudden, as I was driving to this particular delivery, the urge hit me. Like, things went from 0 to 60 in an instant. Thankfully, I was close to the customer, so I could just go to this one quickly, or so I thought. I pulled up to the house, and it was an area that I'd delivered in before, so I could immediately see that something wasn't right. All the lights were off in the house, not even the glow of a television or anything. It was extra apparent because the streetlight closest to the door happened to be out of order, and on top of it all, the block was quite dead. This is a big university area, and obviously there aren't many student renters in July, but there had to be at least one person, because someone ordered this pizza. Maybe they just liked sitting in the dark, or they were out in the backyard, whatever. I just didn't want to get out of my car and knock on a quiet house in the middle of night around 9.30pm without first checking that I had the correct address or that the customer was inside. It was scorching hot that night, even after sundown. My car's AC is a joke and the piping hot pizzas don't help things, so I just tried to open my car door as infrequently as possible to take any cool air in. I called the number the customer provided, and the voice in the other end said in a kind of out-of-breath way, Yeah? I just tried to keep it clear and concise. Hey, it's the pizza out front, but it doesn't appear that anyone's home. And the customer replied, still gasping for air, Yeah, I'm not home. I had to pee so badly by the point that I was much less patient than I otherwise would have been with a customer right out the gate. Well then we're going to have to terminate the order, because I've arrived in the stated delivery window and you're supposed to pay in cash, so I don't know what to tell you. Plan ahead next time. I instantly regretted letting my bladder do the talking for me as a voice over the other end came through, more clearly as a young, bubbly, very distraught girl who couldn't have been any older than 20 or 25. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I was running down the street, I could barely hear you, she cried. I just switched you out of my airpods, is this better? Sorry, I completely lost track of time, but I knew you were coming, that's why I'm literally running home right now, please don't leave, I'm starving, I don't have a car, seriously please don't leave, 5 minutes tops, okay? I know what it's like to be hungry and running late, and have no car, but not live near any restaurants. Plus, when I heard her voice, I began to remember more specifically having delivered to this place a couple times before, and she'd been perfectly nice. Now I felt bad for snapping at her. I tried to walk it back, while simultaneously looking out my window for potential spots to pee. No, no, my bad. I'm letting the heat get to me and it's not your fault. No need to rush. See you when you get here. I hung up while surveilling the street, and was starting to think I was really out of luck. All the other houses had people in them, and were close together, so there were no clumps of trees or out-of-the-way patches of land or anything. Of course, I had just tossed my empty water bowl at the last delivery because I'm an idiot. Finally, I decided it was escalating to the point of emergency, and the safest bet was to brush in front of the woman's house. Finally, I decided it was escalating to the point of emergency, and the safest bet was to use a bush in front of the woman's house. She wasn't home. The streetlight was out, so no one would see me. The people who were home were inside the house. My car was parked across the street, and we were a small shop who don't wear uniforms, so if someone did spot me, 
they'd have no way to connect me to my employer. Animals pee outside all the time. Humans are animals, this is fine. I scurried over to the tallest bush in her front yard. She didn't really have much of a yard, just more of a walkway lined with bushes and flowers that ran adjacent to her front door. The biggest cluster of bushes, the only one where I could be sure that there was no visible splatter on the side of the house, was about four feet from her door. I looked both ways, unzipped and let fly. After the initial millisecond of relief, I noticed the sound was way off, more like pissing on something solid and leafy. I started panicking, thinking I aimed wrong. But once I start, I can't stop midstream. So I kept squinting into the darkness, maybe to see if I was hitting a rock or something I could just move quickly a few inches over. Instead, all of a sudden, I hear a way more concerning noise. A deep voice exclaiming, what the hell? And before I could turn around, assuming I'd been caught by a neighbour, a man came leaping out of the bushes. He blew by me, brushing my golden shower off him as he did. He spit pretty empathetically on the ground, so I think I might have been right in his face. I didn't see where he went after a few paces, but through this next part, it's kind of a blur. I do think I remember hearing a car screech up from a bit further away after a minute. I'd gotten some night vision by that point, so I was able to make out his height, build and outfit, but only the most general details of each. I was in such shock that I didn't even put my, you know, away. I just stood there, trying to figure out what had happened. The reality was so terrifying that my mind refused to accept it, and impulsively searched for a reasonable explanation, and that might make everything okay. I thought, could these bushes lead to some backyard area, and it just looked like they were against the house? Could there have been a skewer in an open window? My inner voice was desperately screaming, Bruh, that was a man wearing a hoodie in 90 degree weather. That was a bad guy. You're in a bad situation. But the very idea that I was within inches of a guy who could have been hiding in bushes at all, let alone in front of a young woman's house at night, just wasn't something that I was quite ready to grapple yet. I was coping by not coping. My fight or flight response totally failed me at that point because my dumb ass did the absolute last thing I should have done and approached the bushes and tried to validate this. There must have been a good reason for a man in a hoodie to be behind these bushes in the middle of the night, theory. I walked over to the side, turned my phone flashlight on and tried to peer out of the line of shrubbery. Pro tip, as scary as things may look in the dark, seeing them with a single beam of light and flashlight can sometimes make it even worse. That's when I saw a bag. There was a tattered, drawstring bag sitting behind the bushes, slightly splashing with pee, but I was in such a moronic daze from shock that I groped around thinking, see, this is it, this will explain why he's back here. It explained it. Once I'd manoeuvred it over and pulled it open, I saw a sharp knife, a roll of duct tape and a bottle of pills. The delusions officially broke at that point and all the adrenaline, endorphins and self-preservation instincts that had been suppressed kicked in ten times over. I became whatever the opposite of dazed is, more laser focused than I've ever been in my life with one singular goal, get back in my car. I dropped the bag, booked it across the street, got in my car and slammed the pedal to the floor before the door was even half the way closed. I went as far as I could as fast as I could and I hit a red signal. Then I pulled off to the side and realised I shouldn't be driving any more than necessary in the condition I was in. I pulled into the parking lot of a 24 hour drugstore and took a breath. I was finally calm and coherent enough to zip up and formulate a plan of action. My first lucid thought was, who do I call first? The police or the girl whose house it was? 
I thought about it for what couldn't have been more than 10 seconds, but it felt like an hour and decided, okay, I'm locked in my car with the engine running. If trouble starts, I can drive away. I know something's up, she might not. She needs to know not to keep walking in that direction. But as I was dialing her number, it occurred to me, what if there was no girl? I thought I remembered delivering to that house before, but what if I was wrong? What if the girl on the phone was just a decoy to get me over there and rob me, or worse? Every pizza guy on this planet has seen the Evil Genius documentary by now, so I thought she called me all out of breath, she wasn't home, the whole thing was off, I can't risk it, I'll call the cops. I called 911 and the operator was very helpful in calming me down because I was a complete wreck by this point. He kept assuring me that someone would be there soon. I kept telling them that they had to be there before the girl was because I was trying to express three thoughts at once and really damaging my own credibility. It came out as more of a you gotta save this girl because he wasn't after me, I was just delivering pizza. Unless they were after me, in which case there might not be a girl. But I talked to one on the phone, so then you should find the girl because they used her to lure me there. But if she's real and doesn't know about the guy, who's also real, there could be more guys who's actually up there for the girl. And you know what, even if there isn't a girl, there might actually be more guys. I only checked one part of the bushes, so I don't actually know. But we'll know which guy is the one I saw because I pissed all over him, you know. I didn't mean to, this was back when I thought the girl was real but not home, but she might be real so you really need to find her because if she is real, the guy was real. Finally, they basically asked me to stop talking and stay on the line, but that was when I saw an incoming call from the customer. I couldn't answer it without disturbing my 911 call, so I ignored it, but then she sent me a text like, hey I'm here, I don't see you. I told 911 she was there, and they said the officers were only a minute away, but who knows how long that meant, especially after giving such a scattered account of the events in my panic. I felt overwhelmed with guilt because my rational mind said that the odds of her being a decoy girl for some large scam targeting pizza guys were low and that the odds of her being the intended victim of a predator were high. So I put my 911 on mute where I can hear them but they can't hear me and turn back, heart absolutely pounding up my chest, compulsively muttering crap 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 the entire way. Then I took 911 off mute and told them that I'd return to look for the girl. They weren't happy about that but I saw her mindering past the parked cars in the street looking to see if one was mine and I waved her down, flashing my brights. She bounced on over to the window of my car, happy-go-lucky. I figured that was a good sign that she wasn't whatever I thought she might have been, but I was just so scared to be back in the general area and not knowing what just happened or what was going to happen. I kept whispering, get in, get in, and she was like, huh? What are you talking about? You want me to get in from the back? I didn't want to make the same mistake with her that I'd made with 911, so instead of trying to tell her the whole story, I stuck to the bare basic facts. There was a man in your bushes, I'm on the phone with the police, I don't know where he is right now, please get in the car and we can lock the doors. I was barely even able to get those sentences out, and I was shaking like I had 10 cups of black coffee. I held my phone up with the 911 on the screen to verify it for her. I thought that this way she would get in the car with no further explanation, but it turns out that wasn't entirely it. You still there? Is she with you? Are you safe? Is anyone else there? 911 kept checking in, not knowing who the third party I was talking to was. I reassured them and we drove, more cautiously this time, to a location 911 instructed us to wait at and speak with the police after they cleared the area. I didn't actually have that much to do after that. The police came pretty soon after. A police car met us. I gave a statement telling them everything I observed and she went to go speak with the officers in more detail than they needed me for. 
It turns out that the reason she got right into the strange Pete's guy's car without probing any deeper into my story is because she knew who the men were right away from the description. She apparently had an abusive ex-boyfriend who was apparently psychotic enough that he immediately came mine from hearing, there's a guy in your bushes. She later called us to thank me and insisted on leaving a huge tip. I wasn't there when the call came in, so the kid who answered it didn't know to refuse the money then accept it. But the manager already promised that next time we see her we can load her up with enough one free pie cards to last a lifetime. Easily the scariest thing that's ever happened to me, on the job or off. I don't get the chance to tell this story much because I try to avoid sharing it with people who could possibly know the girl or know the event, but I'm still not the same since. Even though I know he didn't have anything to do with me directly, this truly shook me to my core. So man in the bushes, let's never meet. I live in a small town in South Africa. Near my town there's a large patch of woods and since the outbreak of coronavirus I haven't been in the woods for a long time, until yesterday. So my friend called me to ask if I wanted to join him and a few other mates to play a game of paintball in the woods and obviously I was keen. I got my paintball gun and headed off to my mate's place. There were six of us, Chase, Liam, Matt, Joey, Stephen and obviously me. We headed off to the woods, but made a few stops to fill up petrol and get some gas for the paintball guns. When we finally got to the woods, we parked the cars, got in our gear and ventured out into the forest to find the perfect spot to paintball. Eventually, we got deep enough to find an area with sufficient cover and space to play a good game of Capture the Flag. We played a couple of games, and since it was winter, it got dark really quickly. But we planned for this, and bought our flashlights, and decided to play a couple of night games, which is extremely hard, especially in the forest we were in. During one match, Joey and I decided to sit out because we were both tired and just needed a quick breather, and the others continued to play for a significantly good distance away from us. While chilling, I was rolling up a joint, yeah I'm a pothead, and Joey went to go take a piss a couple of metres away from me. I was just busy rolling. I had the flashlight pointing towards myself since there was no other light to allow me to see what I was doing and what was around me. It was completely dark, I couldn't even see two metres ahead of myself because of how dark it was. Suddenly I heard footsteps coming my way, but I thought it was Joey, and I soon realised I couldn't see any light from his flashlight, so now I was more vigilant but still relaxed, thinking he's trying to play a prank on me or something. But the footsteps stopped a few meters away from me, so I lifted up my flashlight and pointed it in the direction where I'd heard the footsteps and scanned the area, but saw bushes and trees, and I thought it may be Joey hiding in the bushes or behind a tree wanting to give me a jump scare. Then I heard footsteps coming in the opposite direction, and when I looked, I could see it was Joey because he was holding his flashlight. That's when I stopped, and I picked up my flashlight and paintball gun, and when Joey reached me, I whispered, Bro, there's something over there. And Joey obviously didn't believe me and just said to me to stop being a baby. But he soon regretted saying that because I decided to do one last scan of where I heard the footsteps. And to my horror, I saw someone peeking and staring right at me from behind the tree, approximately 10 or 11 meters away from us. I shouted, What the hell? And Joey heard me say this. He looked at me and then where the man looked and instantly jumped up, picking up his paintball gun also. We stared at each other for at least two minutes, 
but it felt like forever until he stepped out from behind the tree. He was a large man, at least six foot, and was honestly filthy, like he hadn't taken a bath in years. He was wearing baggy ripped up jeans and an old dirty zipped up bomber jacket. Plus we could see that he was on something, or he was just batshit crazy, and he was holding something behind his back. He finally said, What are you guys doing out here when it's so dark? We couldn't even answer him because of shock, we were just so scared. Joey started with fear in his voice, we're just leaving. But the man nodded his head in disagreement and said, No you're not, your friends are still playing the game. I felt a shiver down my spine. How about we play a game of our own while we wait for your friends? And that's when he finally showed us what he was hiding behind his back, was a large machete. That's when I knew we had to get the hell out of there. I aimed my paintball gun and in the toughest way I could muster up, I told him, leave now while shoot. Even though I only had six or seven paintballs loaded and Joey did the exact same thing by aiming his gun at the man, even though he had no paintballs. He didn't even flinch, but did something that honestly made my skin crawl. He just smiled and said, the game starts now. And suddenly he rushed towards us and I told Joey to run while I fired my last bullets at him and luckily I shot him right in his head which caused him to fall so I took that chance to book it out there and link up with our friends. As soon as we started running we heard his footsteps again and he was actually gaining on us. We could barely see but we couldn't slow down because we knew it would happen if we did. We just carried on sprinting our hearts out until we heard other paintball guns being fired so we knew we were close. Joey started shouting to get everyone's attention and all of a sudden I heard a huge thud. Joey tripped and twisted his ankle. I turned around to help him up and when I did I could see the man running full sprint towards us. In that moment I thought it was going to be the end of us but our friends heard our screams for help and rushed towards us and when they saw the man they just started firing at him and he must have known it he wasn't going to be able to take all of us on and decided to turn around and disappear into the forest. We helped Joey up, rushed to get our staff and rushed to the cars. When we got to my friend's place, we helped Joey treat his ankle and I proceeded to tell my friends everything that happened and they were all really creeped out. It's safe to say I don't know what could have happened to me in that forest if I didn't have my paintball gun with me and my friends weren't nearby 